Well, excellent job on completing chapter 13. We are almost finished with chapter 13. We still have our end of the chapter review that we will do right now. And of course, you will have your final exam. So chapter 13 discusses transfer of title. We, we look at both voluntary ways that you can transfer real estate you own and involuntary ways you can transfer real estate, such as through erosion. But uh, let's kind of start out by looking at some of the ways you can acquire title voluntarily. And of course, one way is right here through the use of a deed. Now, each deed will require a grantor, seller, remember that? Um, vendor under a contract for deed in the last chapter is the seller. And uh, we also talked about the optionor, seller. <laughs> so a deed, you have a grantor. And that's one way I like to remember uh, try to remember these or get these straight because you're going to have a lot of questions where again terminology is going to play a part of this and you need to to quickly identify who are they discussing or talking about in the question and then once you know who they are referring to makes it much easier to answer the question so the deed has a grantor the seller and a grantee the buyer now that's one way you can transfer title or transfer real estate voluntarily or acquire title voluntarily. The second way you can acquire, which is what we're looking at here, is by transferring a property by will. Or in other words, you actually receive the property through a will. Now there are four key points for a will to be valid. It must be of legal age sound mind has to have the proper words and it needs to be witnessed for the will to be valid and usually that requires two or two people for both of legal age and sound mind so we can transfer or acquire property through a deed and through will after the death of a person we have some other important definitions regarding wills and again I'm stressing this a lot you have to know the terminology to pass the exam I mean if you're not using the flashcard resource on your smartphone in in as many possible minutes as you can when you have extra time referring and reviewing through some of those flashcards it's going to make it challenging to answer the questions correctly so we have a lot of definitions here and they absolutely I think the test people love this area more than any other area it seems like I see just lots of of types of questions that have these words um, integrated or sprinkled throughout the question and so you need to know well what's the word testate mean it means to die with a will and you need to know well what what's the word testator testator mean and again keep in mind they took phonics out of school when I was a kid so I've been forever haunted if I'm mispronouncing a word or two here or there don't get too been out of shape but that's the person making out the will now if a person dies what is called in testate they're dying without a will and uh, they they're said to have died in testate so they have no will 
uh, holographic is a handwritten, non-witnessed will. We have uh, this definition. You can see some of these bequest is a transfer of personal property under a will. A codicil is the amending of a will. You need to know who the executor is, who the administrator is. Again, those are very, very important for you to understand. Uh, probate. Probate is when the court determines the will is valid. So what's the difference between a deed to real estate and a person willing you a piece of real estate? Well, the deed transfers the interest during the grantor's lifetime, while a will does not transfer anything until after the grantor's death. So um, let's talk about transferring property voluntarily through a deed. We already discussed you need a grantor, a seller, who is of legal capacity to render his or her signature. You need a grantee or the person buying or, or who's receiving the property. It's not always, the grantee is not always a, um, you know, I could give you the property and just transfer it to you. So the grantee is the person who is going to be receiving the property. But this needs to be easily identifiable. It cannot be a fictitious person. However, um, a person can use a fictitious name as the grantee. So you could have a fictitious name, uh, a corporation, but the grantee is a buyer who is easily identifiable. You need some consideration. That could be for one dollar or more. Doesn't have to have the sales price mentioned in the deed, but needs to save for consideration and so forth. You need the granting clause. Those are the words of conveyance. You need an accurate legal description. Remember we talked about meets and bounds or government rectangular survey system, a lot and block. That's where that will be plugged into the deed. So you know what property there that's actually being conveyed or transferred. Of course, you would put any uh, exceptions, reservations um, that you might want to put on the title. Remember we talked about or in an earlier module the, um, the ability to say that you never want a non... Um, it was a, a defeasible fee freehold estate. You can never have alcohol or sell alcohol on the property. So any exceptions, you might reserve an easement, you might accept out that there's an easement, all of that would be listed there. And you only need the signatures of the grantor. The grantee does not have to sign the deed and you can see that right there. So uh, only the signature of the grantor, the grantee does not have to sign the deed. Any limitations on the deed? We talked about that as well uh, just a moment ago. And delivery from the grantor and acceptance by the grantees needed. At this point, the deed said to be passed. Now, they, li they like to, to really dive into this area on the exam because they want to draw you in that when is the deed actually, you know, when does it pass to the grantee and uh, does not necessarily have to be recorded. When it's signed and delivered to the grantee, then you know the the and the grantee accepts it willingly, then the deed is said to have passed. 
So don't think that, you know, oh, it has to be recorded because as you can see here, deeds don't have to be recorded. They should be recorded because it gives this word right here, constructive notice to the whole world who owns the real estate. In fact, this little guy right here is something you got to make sure you understand what constructive notice is. Very, very important. Actual notice, remember, is what you should know through your actual inspection, but constructive notice is what you could find out. It's, uh, uh, you know, when something's been recorded in the public records, that gives constructive notice. So we have uh, an example there as well. Now, types of deeds, this is important as well. Uh, the entire course you're going through is very important for you to know. That's why you have to study every day and you have to review and go over this information. But I do want to point out a general warranty deed, best type of deed you can have because it provides all of these various um, uh, covenants. You know, it says... I own the property, that's the covenant of season. I own the property, it's mine, I have the right to sell it. I'm also giving you the covenant of quiet enjoyment under a general warranty deed. In other words, don't worry about anybody coming around and saying, hey, that was my mom's house and that was my brother that sold it to you and I have a right to that property. I'm telling you under a general warranty deed, you, I own it, I have the right to sell it, don't worry about anybody coming around and claiming an interest. Third, the general warranty deed promises that there are no other encumbrances against the real estate except those that I've listed in the deed. So remember an encumbrance could be an easement, it could be um, you know, a, a lien on the property, so there's nothing else there. I'm telling you this deed is clear uh, and it's yours, don't worry about anybody. Uh, making a claim and then I'm making a fourth assurance that if there's anybody that comes up and says you know gives you any problem you just come back to me and uh, and I'll take care of it how long forever so I'm giving you further assurances of the promises I've made and I'm saying if anything is ever wrong with this even into the future I'll take care of it now that's a pretty big statement there and that's why we're going to get into title insurance on the next chapter or module because I mean I could make these promises to you but if somebody comes back and I goofed up and made an error and I don't have the money to correct it or fix that you as the grantee could have some problems so general warranty deed best type of deed you want to get makes a lot of promises we will we will even though you have that, we want to maybe insure that title, and that's why we're going to talk about title insurance, but general warranty deed's the best type of deed you can have. Now, a special warranty deed is a deed that only makes one covenant. While I had possession of the property, everything was fine, but I'm only going to warrant my tenure or my time period that I owned it. I'm not going to go back and assure you or insure you that you know, there was any other kind of um, issue or problem outside of that. Same way with bargain and sale deed and a quit claim deed. Again, both of these types of deeds are not 
as attractive. This is when you get this from the court. This uh, this one is basically the quick claim deed says, you know, whatever I have, if I have anything at all, it's yours. Now, a lot of times you use a quick claim deed to clear up a name change or if someone's getting a divorce and they're transferring their interest to the other party. But um, those are the types of deeds that can be used to transfer title voluntarily. Now, when we talk about transferring title involuntarily, we're talking about things like foreclosure through what is called adverse possession. Hey, it's time to put a stamp right here because you will definitely probably see a lot of questions on this little this little area right here but those are involuntary ways that you can transfer property you can also One other point I want to make note here regarding uh, possible test questions is prescriptive easement. Now, what's the difference between a prescriptive easement, a right, where adverse possession is the actual ownership interest? Remember that? So we talked about that in encumbrances, but make sure you understand that as well. Um, and then we have some other definitions down here I think are very important to remember. Uh, a sheet is when you die intestate without a will and without heirs. Eminent domain, uh, you write here on eminent domain, we uh, can see that that's when the government takes your property. We will talk about that more in another chapter because there has to be uh, due process of law, just compensation. It has to be for the public use. Erosion, when you use uh, lose your property gradually through the acts of nature and avulsions a sudden tearing away of soil and then accretion which is a slow buildup of soil onto one's land. Uh, what's a cloud on a title? It's when something affects the property to be unmarketable. In other words a person with a cloud on the title might not be legally able to convey the property. So keep the word in mind legally, but sometimes you'll see this cloud on title. It just it really means that it, something's affecting the title to the property. So make sure you understand that. Um, should a deed be acknowledged? What's this word acknowledged mean? It means signed before a notary public to be valid. The answer is no. However, if you plan to record the deed, you should get it acknowledged, signed in front of a notary, that the grantor's signature is genuine and that of no one else. Now, we've got a little note here because I think there have been some times there have been questions around this. If a corporation buys or sells real estate, the corporation needs to have a resolution, which is really the board minutes authorizing the purchase of the sale. And the proper officers need to sign the documents. You also need to, to put the corporate seal on the documentation. So make sure you understand that. That wraps up Chapter 13. You have a review exam to do next. And then we will be off to Chapter 14, a short chapter, of a short module where we will discuss title insurance. Because again, even though someone may 
give you a general warranty deed and make all these promises to you, what if they don't have the money to back that up if they had a mistake? It might be a good idea to have what is called title insurance, and we are going to talk about that in Chapter 14. But first, you need to take your review exam and make a 75% or better score on that before you can move forward.